weather is the international best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad or the co-founder of Match.com or the host of the MSNBC show Your Business they all have one thing in common they are some of the many guests that want you to reach the finish line your host is Callan Diggs welcome welcome Today, I am delighted to have Ryan Emmons. Ryan is the founder of Waiakea Hawaiian Volcanic Water. He's the co-founder. He co-founded it in 2012 at the age of 22 years old. He saw a big opportunity, a huge hole in the market, was just waiting to be filled by a component with a trifecta of socially conscious components. Waiakea is the first Hawaiian volcanic water and triple bottom line premium water of its kind, adapting an unparalleled platform of healthy, sustainable, and ethical and ethical charitable initiatives. Their goal is to create transformation within a bottled water, beverage, and greater CPG industry, moving away from singular profit and towards a triple bottom line model to emphasize people and planet. Very happy to have with us. Ryan, welcome. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Ryan, let's go back in time. You know, I'm always curious of hearing kind of what has been instrumental, what has been uh, influential of, help, of, you know, birthing someone like you to become uh, you know, a successful entrepreneur that you are now. Let's kind of go back in time. You know, was your parents entrepreneurs? Did that kind of fuel your inspiration? You know, how did you kind of stumble upon this? Yeah, so, I mean, my my dad has been, both of my parents have been fairly entrepreneurial. Um, my dad's run a couple of smaller businesses, but he's also been actually the CEO of some really large companies. Um and both he and my mom really specialized in marketing. And, and the one thing that they have really always stressed is uh, philanthropy and giving back to your local community and giving back to causes that you believe in. And so that was really, you know, being raised in a household like that, I really wanted to stress that and, involve, and incorporate that in, in any business model that I, that I would develop. So that's really why I ultimately went to USC and uh, because I wanted to participate in a great uh, social entrepreneurship program. Great. Yeah, and social entrepreneurship is is really thriving, especially uh, in this era. And it's just been so amazing to see the innovation that comes out of it. Now, you know, your parents are very supportive. Uh, you say your you say your dad uh, was 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 very integral in a lot of uh, huge uh, corporations and charity was definitely a cornerstone. Uh, you know, you know, as you was uh, being raised as a child, um, what was? I'm curious, like, what was like your? Was there kind of any motivations or any takeaways or you know any any um, turning points like as you were going uh, through high school that you kind of came to a realization that says, you know what, I'm destined to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, so I started, I think, in high school, I I think the turning point for me was I started a 
charity Monopoly board game. This is, and it's just as cheesy as it sounds. It was called Santa Barbaraopoly. <laughs> and uh, we raised about $40,000 for Hurricane Katrina victims. Wow. Um, and it was basically people where uh, restaurants and you know local banks and hospitals and local shops were um, basically sponsoring uh, different positions on the board. Uh, which were, you know, different streets in Santa Barbara. And, you know, that was my first kind of, my first really, you know, entrepreneurial project. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also my first um, social impact product mm -hmm. project, and it was also my first CPG product. And I loved the design. I loved getting it manufactured, looking at cost of goods sold, and, and the whole process and, and it, involved in really creating a, a product was was just really really interesting for me mm. and you also stated that uh you went to uh usc correct yeah i did yeah yeah it's a very good school um this is something i've always asked entrepreneurs because it's so interesting of how uh I, I hear different things on opposite sides of the spectrum, but it's always enlightening because it kind of gives a, a kind of a, a holistic uh, view of things, and that is uh, higher education. You know, there's a lot of successful entrepreneurs. Uh, some of them, they graduate and they attribute that to their success. They drop out and they're just as successful, or they have never gone and they're as equally successful. And I've always, I've always been interested. And as you went to USC, would you say that your social entrepreneurship degree was very integral to your success? Um, I would say 100% in my case. I mean, I don't think higher education is, is a requirement of you know, being a successful entrepreneur. Um, I think it's really... For me, I was really lucky because, you know, my my degree was really, it was crazy how relevant and specific it was to what I was doing. Mm. And a lot of people in college, they don't really have that. So I think if you're, you know, going to college and, you know, you're studying the humanities, there are beautiful reasons that you do that that can impact your life in different ways down the line. So I'm not going to say that there's a problem with that at all. I think is we kind of are getting to this age where of specificity where we like need these very specific degrees and we need to, um, you know, really specialize as a doctor and, you know, that's how you really can make a lot of money supposedly. But we also are very, um, there's a lot of danger to that in us becoming less well-rounded, um, and balanced as, as, as humans. Um, but for me, um, you know, it was nice because I still obviously had my general eds, but my classes were, um, you know, really me looking at, you know, how to develop a concept, how to, you know, I was doing a feasibility analysis my first year and I directly applied those to the really YAKEA. And uh, those are a lot of the same classes that you would take in grad school. So I basically my grad school was really my undergrad, so I didn't feel like I needed to do grad school. Mm. Um, but, you know, again, I think it's totally, it totally depends. Um, 
you know, the only thing is if you don't don't have an option, an opportunity to go to college, I still really recommend you take online classes, um, because the main thing is just it's about the experiences of the people that you meet, mm-hmm. and um, you know, classes that are really showing you what's possible. And if you don't have access to those things, um, you know, you're really missing out. And you can get them in real world, in like in the real in, through real world experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have a lot of these. They have a lot of these uh, massive uh, open online courses, uh, Coursera, edX. Yeah, Coursera is yeah. great. Yeah, and uh, very, very affordable, you know, as a, compared to probably what you would pay uh, for a class at a, uh, at a traditional university. Um, now, it's quite interesting to see, quite interesting to see how, you know, as you, as you say, that this has been uh, integral, integral to your success, and uh, you know now, you, now your products, you know, it's been on Conan, uh, it's been on, uh, you know, various shows on HBO, Showtime, Bravo, and uh, you've, you know, been in Forbes and Good Morning America, uh, and among others, and you know, really, you are, in a sense. In a, in, a, in, a, in a quite unique lane because you're not you're not Aquafina, you're not Dasani, you're not Evian. You know you're 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 in a special lane that you know in a sense creates your own market. Um, where did the idea start? You know, like did you graduate? Did you like graduate from college, start the business in California? And then eventually went to Hawaii, or did you go to Hawaii and got inspired by living there to start the business? So, yeah, so I grew up in Cal- I grew up in Santa Barbara, but I spent my summers and my winters with my family in Hawaii. Mm. Um, so I had a really nice balance of both. And in both places, obviously, the, the, there's this big focus on you know limiting our environmental impact, uh, social change, social justice. Um, and then having you know parents and a family that was really involved in all those things, so that 100% affected you know who I am right now in my business, um, and you know that's that's why you know we really wanted to kind of cre- in our mind create what's called the blue ocean strategy and kind of create our own category mm-hmm. uh, within premium bottled water, but you know back if you look at our purpose statement which you read at the beginning of the of the segment you know for us it's always been you know this industry is not going away as much as everyone loves to demonize bottled water Mm -hmm. um and realistically if you're going to demonize bottled water you have to demonize the entire beverage category Mm -hmm. uh because they're all using you know the same packaging they all have the same waste footprint they're you know sometimes using unsustainable sources and you know most of them are made out of 99 percent water so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know, so for us if it's not going away then okay well the real impact that we can have is really to change it from the inside out and change its its standards uh and for us that was you know we want we were the first premium bottled water to use uh 100 our pet so our bottles are actually made out of other post-consumer recycled bottles nice uh, so we have a circular um you know, uh, it's really believing in the circular economy of recycling. Um, and then, you know, offsetting the entirety of our local and regional um, 
freight and transport with with local and regional reforestation projects that we invest in mm-hmm. and you know our facility runs off of 33 percent renewable energy mm-hmm. and uh you know our source is you know one of the most sustainable freshwater resources in the world with a 1.4 billion gallon a day recharge rate mm-hmm. so um so really those are the things that are atta- that are that are kind of tackling those issues that were super important for me uh, because otherwise i was really Again, the world doesn't need a premium bottled water company, and I don't want to run run a premium bottled water company. I want to run run something that people get excited about because they understand what we're trying to do. And at the same time, if I'm able to provide clean water to people in need in Malawi, Africa, and I'm able to provide a product that's naturally alkaline, electrolyte rich, um, you know, and that makes people feel good and reminds them of Hawaii, then you know that's really the best of both worlds. Right, right, and. If I'm correct, you're 27 years old, right? Uh, just turned 28. 28. That, that, that is so inspiring. At 22, you got started, and 28 now, you know, you know, your your, your water your your water uh, company is pretty much you know is available nationwide, and uh, it actually has won an award. It actually has been in a, a Inc. Magazine top 500 of last year coming in at number 414, which is quite impressive, as that is a very uh, quite a, uh, uh, prestigious uh, list to make uh, in, in our own right. How did you find your co-founder? Because you are the co-founder of this company, but there is someone else involved. So how did you meet your co-founder? And you know, let's talk about how kind of this idea was born. Yeah, so I had uh, an academic scholarship to USC, and he had a uh, full ride football scholarship. He was actually a six foot eight. Uh, his name is Matt Meyer, mm. and he's a six foot eight. He was a actually offensive lineman for USC. Um, so got recruited by Pete Carroll, and uh, you know who obviously now is the coach of the Seahawks. And we, you know, became friends freshman year, and he saw what I was working on. And uh, started and wanted to get involved, and he was more of an ops guy, and I was more of a sales and marketing guy. So he became my my COO. But um, you know, about two and a half years ago, he left to start um, a couple new ventures. Um, so he still has all, all his equity. We're still partners. He still has a board seat. Um, we have a great relationship. Great, great, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's always interesting to hear kind of how the how the co-founders uh, meet each other and how that story comes together. Yeah, and also how they do, you know how they sometimes split. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it ends up being a little you know a little messy. But we were really fortunate. Matt and I are, are really really good friends. That's gr- that's great to hear. You know, and that kind of delves into one you know one thing I have learned. Uh, you know, I- I'm 31 years old. I just turned 31 recently. <laughs> And it's kind of, it's this law of impermanence. And it's just accepting the fact that nothing is permanent. Even though, even though, you know, you may go through a period of time where things are really great and you think that you finally made it to a certain peak, you know, sometimes, you know, life takes a turn and it kind of brings you back down and uh, it it may humble you a bit or it may just uh, show you that, uh, you know, as you exit one chapter, you enter a new chapter in life. But uh, it's great to hear that you and your co-founder are still good friends. You still have a great relationship because, unfortunately, sometimes uh, things uh, do go sour. So uh, that definitely uh, helps uh, in that regard. Do you want to reach the finish line? Of course you do. But one objection you may have is, I don't have the time. 
one thing I've always suggested is outsourcing. And thankfully, now you can do so on the budget. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for services starting at $5. The wide range of services include logo design, photography, copywriting, voiceovers, video editing, and much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and click on the link on the episode page. And let Fiverr be the resource to help you reach the finish line. Let's, let's get into the actual tactics because people say, okay, you know, this, this is great that he's really successful and all, but, you know, you know what were the foundation blocks? What were, what, or, 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 or as they may ask, what are the secrets? <laughs> so uh, let's, let's get into that. Um, you know, what, you know, one thing that people, you know, have, you know, think that's challenging is they say, oh, well, you know what? I wish I could do something like that, but I don't have the money. I don't have the capital. So how did you obtain the capital to be able to start this? You know, was it family and friends? Did you have with venture capital? You know, where, where, where do you fall in that spectrum? Yeah. So, you know, when I first started, I had no idea what the, you know, I don't know if I can curse no, on the no, show, please, but don't. <laughs> d- don't curse. Okay. No. Um, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, I was going to say something with a, an F. Um, <laughs> um, you know, cause I was, I was young and you know, in my mind it was so funny. I laid out, you know, the one thing I, I was great at doing at first was I had a really good feasibility analysis uh, that was basically like a very in-depth business plan, looking at market trends, looking at, hey, is there room for a product like this? Um, you know, we did some focus groups. Um, and so I knew that, or I thought, you know, that there was demand for a product like this. But I did, I also did a like brief financial model. And which I, everyone needs to do. You should not be starting a business unless you're able to put together some sort of like P and L financial model. If you don't know what that is, um, just ask someone that is in finance or accounting to, to help you. Ask a friend, and they'll they'll probably just do it for you for free. And you know that's what I did. Mm. Um, but I actually actually no, I developed my own, which was a mistake um, because I just didn't have any. All of my assumptions were out of whack, and when you're not in an industry and you have no experience, you tend to think that things are a lot easier than they than they are, or that things because you don't have, you know. So I I kind of made a lot of assumptions on costs based on research instead of based off getting quotes from certain vendors. Um, and obviously we did by the time I launched the brand, but you know, so my P and L, my my cash flow forecast was saying. That I would be cash flow break even and profitable in the first six months. Mm-hmm. That, that's just ridiculous for a bottled water company. That that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just last year was when we hit cash flow break even for the first time. Congratulations! And so, thank you, man. So you know that was and that was huge for us. But you know, one of the things that you know we because of that and because of how difficult our industry is and how saturated you know i had to learn how to go out and raise money and i had no experience doing that and i made it very clear with my dad that i you know i didn't i wanted to do it on my own and i wanted to not go to any of you know our friends and uh, our friends and and family um so i started you know raising from some just angel investors and 
obviously ended up getting some friends and family, but not, you know, uh, not a lot of the people that I would have originally thought. And, uh, you know, a year in, I, I, we basically, when we had a year of sales under our belt, my dad had given me a loan, um, a small loan before, but then, you know, I went back to him and I was like, Hey, look, this is clearly going somewhere. I mean, we're, we're out selling Voss, we're out selling Fiji in some of these accounts. Um, you know, can you become a, a major partner in this and, you know, really help me create a, a, a potentially a global brand? And, you know, obviously, um, was, you know, my dad probably in the back of his head was, you know, pretty concerned that I was going all in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he also saw that I kind of had started to get my shit together and, and actually did have, you know, sales and did have a, pro- a really good product with good mm-hmm. velocities. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, was able to, to, to get my dad to invest. And, you know, the rest of the way, I literally had to, because of the industry that I'm in, you know, I had to go out and find new investors and meet new friends. And, you know, I had to network my ass off for you know the next five years um to keep the dream alive and yeah. you know i'm really lucky that i still own um you know about 60 percent of the company mm-hmm. um but uh yeah it's raising money is tough i mean the beautiful part is if i were to do it again i would just focus online my with my business mm. um which could have been profitable right off the gate mm-hmm. um and i would do crowdfunding it's the easiest thing to do, um, yeah. and it's the you immediately have a huge list of customers um, that are gonna you know be subscribing to you and be uh, you know consistent buyers. They're very loyal following. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can raise all the money you need for new product development. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that's the future for startup food and beverage, startup CPG, and, and really just. just startups in general yeah because the access publicly to capital is amazing yeah yeah it's uh uh as you as you talked as you discuss uh you know it's kind of blue ocean strategy and where you kind of found your own lane and it's like i said like you like it's you, you can't even be compared even though even though you both sell water aquafina dasani evian voss even though y'all sell water like you literally have your own niche. Like you literally in your own lane, and uh, none of those waters that I previously just named are volcanic, you know. And none of those waters are made of the same uh, bottling materials that yours is made out of. So that definitely gives you uh, the advantage, and that definitely gives you more a kind of eco-friendly environmental appeal to a lot of people. And and as as we can see now, uh, each and every year there's a significant increase of uh, uh, interest that people are caring about these issues. People want to make more eco-friendly environmental uh, purchases, uh, things that's going to help the environment, things that are socially conscious, which is, which is, uh, which is uh, ultimately uh, great. Uh, 
let's let's get into the marketing part. So now we you know we learned that you know how you got the money, and uh, let's get into the marketing part because that's kind of also the other side of it. It's like okay, now you have the capital. You know how how do you get people's attention? How do you get? How do you show that you're worthy of their attention? Now for marketing, did you just kind of throw money at it, or did you have kind of specific tactics? You know maybe certain services or maybe certain connections that you've used. To uh, you know, leverage your marketing. I mean, uh, you know, double your marketing efforts. Yeah, I mean, so nowadays you have like things like Fiverr, mm-hmm. where you know, and and there's just a bunch of other kind of logo design websites where you can basically outsource and pick from like you know, a hundred user generated, mm-hmm. designer generated designs for cheap, like um, ninety nine designs. Yeah, um, which is amazing. Um, back in the day, they didn't, they didn't necessarily have those, or I just didn't know, um, when I was developing the concept, like, seven years ago, eight years ago. Um, so, I've always had a really good eye for, um, branding and, and design, and, again, I, I took, you talk about how, you know, for me, my college education was super important, because I actually, uh, took consumer branding classes. Um, and so, you know, that, and then my Hawaiian cousin... Uh, is an artist, and so we were the ones that really developed all the brand uh, and, the, and the design and the, and the product design itself. Um, and so that was where it started. Is you know, we had, I mean, we went, we went through two, hundreds of mock ups mm-hmm. over the first two, three years until we thought we had something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we really, but we really looked about, we looked at a couple things when we were designing the bottle in terms of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we looked at, okay, how are we going to be able to really break into this very competitive marketplace with an unknown brand uh, in, a, in a super premium category, um, you know, where when Fiji, you know, they spent like $40 million on premium marketing, you know, we don't have that money. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are we going to do? So, for yeah. us, it was, let's kind of piggyback a little bit off of their icon- iconic square bottle. Um and do our own version, make it a little more sleek, a little more slim, um, and then maybe let's let's color our bottle so it really pops off the shelf. So, and it reminds people of kind of uh, of the waters of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, it all starts with the product, and then um, you know, within the product, we through all that different demographic research that I had access to at SC, um, you know, I was developing a platform that was kind of touching on different trends that were, were happening in the market. Mm-hmm. So one of them was functionality. Um, and, you know, another one was the fact that people were willing to pay a premium for a social cause. And I happened to obviously be really involved in different in a few different social causes with regards to clean water. So it was a really nice fit. Mm-hmm. And so we layered all these things into this live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically uh, brand platform and brand mantra. And... You know, some people said you're trying to do too much because we had so many, we have, you know, a number of different features in each category, you know, for health, uh, the, the water was filtered through, you know, 14,000 feet of porous volcanic rock, which enriches it with all these trace minerals, makes it naturally alkaline, electrolyte rich, daily recommended intake of silica, and the sustainability side, 100% RPET bottle, like I mentioned, all the other features that I mentioned, mm-hmm. certified carbon neutral, 
Uh, and then obviously, lastly, for every liter that you buy, we donate a week's supply of clean water to people in Malawi. Amazing. But all three of those things, um, you know, that platform is really what Hawaii is all about. That is that is embracing the Aloha spirit. Mm-hmm. It's giving love to everyone. Um, it's giving it's a giving love and appreciation and, and preserving our planet um, and helping others that are less fortunate. And so for me. You know, I kind of ignored what some of my teachers were telling me, and uh, you know, we 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 then we put the product out there and we did case studies, and we actually did little focus groups, and I had like, you know, hundred of di- of my friends and different people and different demographics come into into uh, you know a little room that I would rent out, and I'd pay I pay them in like. Um, you know, in water or in, <laughs> in like donuts. And I was able to just, you know, see what they liked and what they didn't like and get their reaction on certain things. Um, and I think, you know, then, uh, then it really became, okay, we got a product, we kind of know our marketing angle. Um, so let's go figure out social media. Mm-hmm. And, but really the first, I mean, it's, we've always done our marketing, our design, our influence and our ambassador programs, everything has always been in-house. So right. we never were able to really throw money at it. It was more like, we got to figure this out um, ourselves because otherwise, you know, marketing agencies come and go. We need to know what our brand is in the long term. Uh-huh. If we're really going to, if people are going to really be loyal to us, they have to know it's coming from us. So, Correct. yeah, that was a long-winded explanation. Oh, no, it was great. Um uh, Definitely looking forward to trying it. I do see that it is available at uh, a Whole Foods that's not too far from me. So, you know, very excited of uh, buying a bottle and trying it for myself. I, lo- I love these types of brands. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, definitely gives me a lot of uh, hope about what our future can become. As we come to a close, if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to follow you or, or buy a bottle uh, of, uh, of your water, how can you do that? Yeah, so they can reach out to me via my email, ryanemmons at yakasprings.com. Um, you can also just go, you can, if you just Google Waiakea, W-A-I-A-K-E-A, uh, that's usually the easiest way to get to our website. Um, and, you know, it'll pop up and you'll be able to see there's a store locator online where you can see where the product is near you. You can order it. So we do really convenient at-home delivery um, directly to your door within uh within five days um and you know we can shoot an email on our info line and if you have any questions about anything you know feel free to to reach out there and they'll they'll just forward it to me and you know i'm pretty good about getting back to uh to people that that are interested so yeah and then you can also find me on um a lot of my social media is private um you know i I'm a very, I'm a fairly private person, so I would say, you know, you probably the best bet would be to go to at Waiakea, W-A-I-A-K-E-A. Mm-hmm. That's our Instagram tag and our Facebook tag and our Twitter tag, mm-hmm. and we have unbelievable content, guys. I really recommend you follow us. Uh, we have crazy giveaways going on all the time, including flights to Hawaii. Obviously, everyone wants a free flight to Hawaii. Sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and yeah, and we you guys can kind of learn a little bit more about what we have going on and what we do. For sure, Ryan. Thank you for being our guest. 
Hey, man, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Dix. If you haven't already, purchase the book, Reaching the Finish Line, at reachingthefinishline.com. Now is time for you to start reaching your finish line. So what are you waiting for? Start 